Thanks for listening to the Woodward Podcast Network. Check out more shows by searching for us on Spreaker or wherever you catch your podcasts. The Woodward Podcast Network with Krupka Dental Associates. Hello, this is Dr. John Krupka from Krupka Dental. We now have the Soleil Laser. You can have your fillings done without needles nor drills. We are a full-service dental office and always accepting new patients. To learn more about me and my friendly team, visit KrupkaDental.com. Kujalski, kickoff here. Menasha Marching Band had a great performance at halftime. Yeah, the Blue Jay Brigade, they do a great job performing. They but still I, march down from the high school? Yes. Because I remember yep. back in my old FVA days, I remember seeing the band march down on game days. It was really cool down. What street is that? Here it's uh, Racine Street. Down Racine Street as a kick goes through the end zone, and Menasha will start at their own 20-yard line here in the third quarter. This looks familiar. They've done this before. Boy, on the top of the bracket, Wanakee leading Beaver Dam 43-0 at the break. That Watertown, or Wanakee scored on the last play of the first quarter, and then I'm not smart enough to figure out what 43 minus 7 is, but they scored. <laughs> oh, that would be, uh, what, 36? They scored 36 in the second. Half of our broadcast has been about mathematics. Oh. Trying to do second and third grade math with my kids every night, and uh, I'm an epic fail. <laughs> Mua split to the near side, to the far side. That's Romnick, and does that look like? I believe it's Honer. It's Honer in the backfield. He's got the pink socks. Okay, now I know. Hand off to Honer, left side, breaks one tackle. He's going to get run down at the 24-yard uh, line on the far side. Nice job there by Stadler. At least second down in, we'll call it five if they're going to mark it. Oh, they can second and six. Do you make those drive charts yourself too, Joe? These? Are those homemade drive charts? I uh, printed it off and... You stole them? Well, They're good. I it's, it's a mixture of... They're good. I love them. <laughs> Romnick wide to the near side. He is wide, wide out. 25 yards off the ball almost with it on the far hash. Mua wide to the left. Hand off on the near side to Zerple. He's going to break one tackle. Going to break it to the outside 30. Up to the 34-yard line. Uh, Cameron Triplett wraps him up, and that'll move the chains for the Blue Jays. And again, one play you hand off to Honer, one play you hand off to Zerpel. That's the way it was in the first half. Each one of them with nine carries. Now each one with ten in the game, and they're moving the chains. 21-14 on your Papa Murphy scoreboard. Menasha with the hammer and the lead here early in the third quarter. Honer with the pink socks back behind Zeinert. Receivers split to each side. In motion... This is Narrows from right to left. And off to Honer again, up the middle, and he's going to get wrapped up. Put the ball on the turf. It's loose, and it looks like uh -oh. Watertown says they covered it, and Manash is now pointing towards... Nope, the referee did say Watertown ball. Pointed towards Watertown. The, the near ref said Watertown ball. Now they're, now they're talking, talking about, about it. it. Now they're going to give it back to Manash. Wow. I think they caught a break. Uh, Watertown bench is not happy again. The, yeah, the, the near official pointed towards official the was pointing, saying Watertown football. May have caught a little bit of a break there. 10-20 left in the third quarter. It's 21-14, second down and we'll call it six. Zerpel the running back this time. Mua wide to the left, to the near side it's Romnick. Here's Zeinert. 
Throw the screen on the left side. is gonna make the turn left side. He's got some room, 45 up to the 50, and he got horse collar down at the 47 yard line. No flag, that'll move the chains. Got hog tied right there. Well, they had one on one on the far side, and for Zeiner being a left-handed throwing quarterback, that's an easy throw for him to make. And as soon as he catches it, look out, one-on-one -on -one with him. He just makes a little juke move and gains 16 on the play across midfield. Move to the near side this time, Romnick to the far side. Zeiner's gonna throw high to oh. Mua and it went right through his hands. You know, he turned, his towel came out and I think that kind of distracted him a little bit. Absolutely it did. You see that? Because he went up, it's almost like he had to pull his head. He felt it slip out. Yep. That towel must have went right in front of his face because yeah. he makes that catch all the time. Literally did. Like it bounced off of his, the top of his helmet. And it fell incomplete. So he'll have to do without a towel for this point. Second out in 10 from the Watertown 47-yard line. That would have been near a first down, too. So he, he had some room to run. Romnick wide to the left, who has a touchdown today. Mua to the near side. Reinhardt's going to throw again. Same play, and that was way over the head of Mua. It was. That was the exact same play, except Mua wasn't as far near the numbers here on the sideline. He was a little bit more towards the hash, and he just way over. You know, Reinhardt threw it off his back foot, I think, yeah. and he didn't step into it. He airmailed it. Uh, Coach Korth could have made that catch on the sidelines. <laughs> Third and 10 now with 9.30 left to win. Look at the wind pickup if I look. Now the wind has shifted almost. It's almost crosswind now. Hmm. You check the, the flag yeah. over there. The flag is outstretched. And it's stretched instead of right to left, it's almost, I guess that would be during the anthem, east to it, west. It was, during the anthem, it was really flat. It, there was no wind at all. Third and 10. Zeiner's going to throw again. He's going to throw the route to Romnick on the near side. He's going to let it go right through his hands. On the coverage was Corey Stoss, and it'll be fourth down. And will Manasha punt today? It looks like they're sending out the punt team for the first time. Yeah, we may see one of those pooch punts here. So, Watertown's going to get some pretty good field position out of this. 21-14. Manasha leads. Watertown's first stop of the night. Goodman's going to return this kick. High snap. Mua is going to take the running start. He's going to kick it high into the wind, and that thing's going to come all the way back and going to get a Manasha bounce, and it'll be downed at the 27-yard uh, line. That's where Watertown's going to start first and 10 here with 9.19 left in this third quarter, 21-14 Manasha on your Papa Murphy scoreboard. That's got to feel good for Watertown. You know, going into the locker room down, you know your opponent gets the football first. You have to come up with a big first stop here. They scored each of the first three times they had the football. Big stuff for Watertown's defense. Manasha's got the TV and the video on oh, their sidelines. Technology is amazing. Like, They're looking at these last plays already. See the offense down over there, breaking some stuff down. Wide receivers to each side for Watertown. Here's Fagerland working out of the shotgun. And Watertown's moving right to left on your HBY radio dial. Almost got some of the Manasha linemen to jump. Fagerlin's going to throw to the near side. They throw the out to Denault, and he's going to get ridden out of bounds across the 30 to the 33-yard line. Making the tackle for Manasha was Luke Basma. It'll be second down and about five. 
Six, they're going to call it six, I guess. What do you think, Joe? I would call it closer to five. Do you give him five? Yeah. All right. I'm giving him five. They say he stayed in bounds. The clock keeps running. Yes. He must have hit before he toppled out of bounds. Oh. Fagerlin, three wides to the right side, looking. Going to be flushed to the near side, still looking, and down he goes. He is going to get ripped down and sacked by Max McDonald, and it'll be third down and long. And Max beat his man on the left side over there, six foot three, 215 pound, only a junior. And when he beats his man, look out. Thought Fagerlin was going to maybe squeeze out the backside and run again, but McDonald said, not in my house. So it'll be third and ten now. Stas, Hayden, Pauly wide to the right. Denultz at a tight end on the near side. They've snuck him out a few times. That's the short side of the field. An Asha fan trying to make some noise here. High snap. Fagelin's going to throw. Right side. He's got Hayden. Hayden's going to get tackled immediately after he makes the catch by Trent Ingalls. And it'll be fourth down. He'll make that tackle. Oh, he moves the chains. That's the first we've heard of Ingles really a lot today, isn't it? Yeah. Sa tackle earlier? Yep. He's been in on some plays, but not by himself like he was right there. Fourth and one from their own 36-yard line. Watertown lining up, and they're going to go for it. Don't jump, Blue Jays. They're going to try and get you to jump here. Got to stay your ground. See if Watertown runs the play. Fagerlin's going to throw a right side up over the top. It's caught by Hayden for the first down. Gutsy play for Benji Camrath and the Goslings, and it pays off in their own territory. Mark it at the 41-yard line. They're not going to punt the rest of the game, I bet. Probably Unless not. they get deep inside the 20 or something like There's that. There's no need to. When you got a passing attack like this, when you can convert like that, the execution was perfect. Going to wind the clock here. 7.15 left in the third quarter, 21-14. Manasha on your Papa Murphy's scoreboard. And four wide receivers. Fagerlin's going to throw. Looks to the near side. He's got Stas all by himself, and it comes over. And it's picked off. Ingles. Picked off on the near side by Ingles. He's leaning. That's, that's Jurgella. Jurgella picked it off on the near side. Eight, not six, and returns it inside the 35-yard line. I couldn't tell. That wasn't eight. They, they look exactly the same, the eighth and the sixth on these jerseys. It was Jurgella. Boy, he came out of nowhere. It looked like he had a wide-open receiver. Stas yeah. ran an out pattern again and turned it upfield, and he was wide open. The ball hung up a little bit, and you're right. Jurgella came all the way over and made the pick. First and ten, Manasha at the Watertown 33. Honer in the single wing. Run to the near side behind some blockers. Breaks through a hole. He's going to dive down to about the 26-yard line. Tackle for Watertown made. That was Carl Stadler. Big play by Manasha. Now Zirpel's going to come back in. Yeah, right after the Watertown defense had made a big stop and got the football for their offense, and it looked to be clicking a little bit there. Just Zirpel. a little bit too much air under it. Zirpel, his turn with a single wing on second and three. Going to run to the left side this time, and he is going to get run down from behind by Cameron Triplett near first down yardage, depending on the spot. Maybe third and short. 
Third and one. Clock continues to wind at the six minute mark here of the third quarter. Now they're gonna run Honer in the single wing. Four down territory again for the Blue Jays. Owner takes the snap, working on the right side, gonna try to get the corner, he's got the corner, got the 20, cuts it back inside, the 15, the 10, the five, touchdown, Manasha! Jake Honer, 24 yards to the house. Touchdown number three for Honer today. And that was all him too. He had a, a decent block, but he had to cut it back left and right a couple times. He put the Jets on at about the 15-yard line, and a guy actually got a hand on him inside the five, but he jumped right into the end zone. Six points for the Jays. Off a turnover too. That's a key thing to mention about that. Extra point is pending, and it is good. 5.33 left in the third quarter. Your Papa Murphy scoreboard, Manasha 28, Watertown 14 on HBY. 28-14, Manasha flexing their muscles here and gives themselves a little separation. The first time either team has had some separation here in this level one division two playoff game. Yeah, they like the number 24 apparently. Last two touchdowns, one was a 24 yard pass and that one a 24 yard run, capping off a quick three play, 33 yard drive. Took a minute 20, capped off by the Honer 24 yard run. Extra point good, and that's where we sit. 28-14 with 5.33 left in the third. All right there, a hat trick of touchdowns for Honer today? Yes, that's his All third right. one. Yep, that one for 24 in the first half. He had one uh, one yard and 10 yarder. Stadler and Denault back to return the kick from Weller. He's gonna kick it this time. Stadler's gonna come up all the way to the 14 on the far side. He's got the 20, 25, and he's gonna get ridden down at the 26 yard line. That's where Watertown will march out trying to answer. Actually had a run back on that one. 5.29 left here in the third quarter. So that's five possessions. They've scored on four of them for Manasha. Dylan being Fager. down early too, and they were down seven nothing. Remember to start this game. Baggerlin's got three wide receivers to the near side, one more to the far side, and Clayton Goodman works the right side. Works the right side of Baggerlin. Play fake. Baggerlin's going to throw. Fires, and it's going to be complete on the far side to Hayden. Gain of about five or six on the play on the slant. We're gonna give him like, a nice spot there too. Gonna give him four, give him six, I mean. Second and four, you're gonna call it or second and three, Joe? I'm saying second and three. See, I took oh, the right side of the broadcast booth, so I'm not looking at the scoreboard, I'm just trusting you. <laughs> I'm saying second and three. Second and three. Hayden, the lone wide receiver to the far side again. Trips to the near side for the Goslings. High snap, hand off to Goodman. He is gonna get wrapped up and brought down in the backfield, sliding through. That was Clincy. Marcio. It's third and about seven. Maybe six. Yeah, I think he lost one there. Yes, third and six now. Just surprised me that they would still try and run the football in this situation. Why are you not airing it out a little bit more? I've caught him a couple times though in passing situations. I think the Coach Cameron trying to get the big hitter. 
up the middle with Clayton Goodman, and that time, again, Menasha had their ears pinned back. Fagelin's gonna throw, looks to the right side. He's got Hayden, throws a little bit too high. He was open. It'll be fourth down. And are they gonna call the punt team? Yep, they are. Guess we will see a punt in this one. Jowski going to punt. That was a dangerous throw. It's on the far sideline. Threw it into double coverage, and he way overthrew him. Jurgella gonna stand back at his 33 to return the kick. And appreciate everybody in Watertown listening tonight on WHBY.com. Fake. It's they fake. got a wide open player on the near side. And oh, Fagerland <laughs> overshot his punter, Kujowski, as Fagerland got drilled. There was nobody within 30 yards of Kujowski. Oh. And that's being generous. I mean, there is absolutely no, everybody was thinking punt, had a couple of guys back. And, and the way yeah. it was set up, too, because. Uh, it was perfectly set up. Jurgella was on the far hash to return the kick, and they split out. That, that Kujowski, been, and that, that could have gone that for touchdown. That would have been six easily. He was that wide open. He just overthrew him. I, I think he wasn't expecting him to be that wide open. Usually he makes that throw. Wow. And I then Manasha takes over at the Watertown 31-yard line. Going to run the single wing again. Honer coming the near side. He's going to break it up the middle. He's got some running from the right side, and he is going to get brought down at the... Uh, 16-yard line by Stadler. And little things like that in playoff games make a difference. All of a sudden, you have yourself a game, and now Menasha, you know, they punch this one in. They can bust this thing open as they're maybe thinking about next week. Yep, and again, it does officially go down as a turnover. Menasha scored on the last turnover. And we've got an injured player down for Watertown. Young man on the far side of the field. Catch a number. We hate to see this happen any time of the year, but especially here in the playoffs. And, and you talked about it earlier that the numbers for Watertown down <laughs> because they've of had injuries. They've had some injuries today. You know, yeah. this is a year too. They return only three starters on offense. Obviously, two of them were all state players and uh, five on defense. But. Uh, yeah, so it's been a growing process this year. And then they lost some players to injury, wide receivers. And if you'd added Kate Euler to this Watertown squad, and then also their their junior wide receiver slash tight end that is out as well for the Goslings, maybe would have been different. But it's still a football game here as they're they're taking a look at the young man who's still down. Don't want to talk about a number because uh, you know unless you absolutely know what it is. Other games going on tonight on the Woodward Radio Network on 105 or 1570 and 953 the score and the score wi.com it's Berlin at Fox Valley Lutheran Quick uh, trivia question for you Joe Okay What's the nickname of Berlin Wisconsin The Berlin No not the nickname of the school but oh. what, what do they call the city Oh what do they call We're going to we're going to educate you today in the break <laughs> What do they call Berlin? The uh, home of the home of the Whopper. I don't know. It's the fur and leather that's, city. Wait, that's Burger. Oh, that's Burger King. Berlin. Berlin. No, no. Berlin, Berlin has the wall. So okay. Berlin, Berlin is the Berlin is the fur and leather city. Of getting my restaurants and my cities mixed up. Yes. What, so what is Berlin again? The fur and leather city. 
fur and leather? Fur and leather city if you go Why into is Berlin. It the fur and leather city. You can Wikipedia that. I'm just, uh, <laughs> I can go deep into stats, but I can, uh, you know, I believe that you were big in the fur trade back in the day, and then they turned that into, into you know, leather. Fur and leather city. Huh. What great Wisconsin Badger is the head coach of Berlin? Former All-American, All-Big Ten. I guess he was All-American, but he was a big All-Big Ten player from the early 2000s. Head coach, uh, Joe Stelmacher. Okay. I did a game where literally once back in the late 90s, early 2000s, Joe Stelmacher made every tackle in a game, I want to say. <laughs> he was just that good. Probably more than you wanted to know about Berlin in your Berlin. life, right? The still young man. bringing up Berlin? Because they're, they're, the, uh, they're on the score right now. Nick Brandle's got the call on that one with Fox Valley Luther. Oh, okay, that's right. And they're still checking out the young man for Watertown yeah. over there. and he, he hasn't moved too much. But it's not, I think it's a lower, I think it's a lower extremity injury, the way that they're looking at it. I got binoculars, and they, they are completely, there's four people attending to it. You know, right if, if it's a, some sort of a spinal injury, they'll bring the EMS out. Yeah. But I don't think it's that. No, so. But there are four trainers that are huddled up around the young man. There's 4.03 left here in this third quarter. It's 28-14 Menasha on the Papa Murphy scoreboard. You know, a full slate of games in the Woodward Radio Network next week. Obviously, matchups and opponents to be announced. Probably on Monday, that's just that Justin Hull's job, isn't it? Yep, he will be at it, uh, I'm going to say, later on tonight after this is all done. He'll sit down and uh, make the final decision. Who's going to be where and who the announcers are. He's already told me more than likely if uh, Manasha does win that I will be able to be here on the call once again. All right. Now they're leaning him up. This is good news. He's at least potentially Manasha Hartford. Oh, I think that might be. I don't want to say might be until I see it. It it's is like 40. That's 42. That's their, that's their main guy. It's Clayton Goodman, the running back. Yeah. Yes. Yep, it is. 42. Also plays on defense, and they're helping him up, which is good. It looks like it's his right leg, which is good. He's going to be walking off, not under his own power, but he's putting weight on his leg, so that's that's good news right there. And the Menasha faithful giving him a nice round of applause, and so does all of his Watertown teammates pat him on the helmet. Yeah, he's not so not sure, you know, they're not going to speculate on what the injury is. Or where it is, but it's always a good sign that he's walking off the field. He's their main rusher tonight. Well, you're going to see a little bit more of uh, Jonathan Nolasco, a 5'9 sophomore. I mean, you look at this this team. They've got sophomores and juniors and freshmen playing. Hmm. So to reset it here, 28-14 Menasha. They will run again out of the single wing. That Honer in there in the backfield. Goodman, by the way, exits with nine carries, 61 yards on the night, leading rusher for Watertown. Go wind the clock on the near hash. From the 16, Honer will take the snap and rush to the right side behind his blockers. He breaks one tackle, the 10, the five, carries a tackler inside the three-yard line. It'll be first and goal, saving a touchdown for Watertown was Corey Stoss. Yeah. Down to the three-yard line, so an 18-yard pickup after a 15-yarder the play before. 
Jake Horner's going to stay in the game. Thought, yeah. He thought maybe he was coming out, and the coach gave him a play and said, get back in there, young man. Yeah, going to reward him with possibly a fourth touchdown on the night if he can punch this one in. First and goal from the three for Manasha. Jake Horner out of the single wing. Horner will take the snap, rush to the right side, being very patient. He's going to work his way into the end zone. Touchdown, Blue Jays. And Manasha has busted this thing wide open. For the fourth time tonight, the 14th time this season, Honer hits Paydort. And again, coming that's two straight scores coming off of turnovers by Watertown. Extra point pending. Lines are down. Kick is up, kick is good. 3.22 left here in this third quarter. Your Papa Murphy scoreboard says Manasha 35, Watertown 14 on HBY. It's been a grinder for Manasha here tonight. Well, they haven't hit on huge big plays. They just have to work their way down the field. Nickel and Diamond, Joe, and they've hit Pater taking advantage of some uh, Watertown miscues. This time it was a, a fourth down fake punt that Watertown very easily could have scored a touchdown on. They just, uh, Fagerland overthrew his... Is the receiver. Yeah, you look at it, that, that very well could be a 14-point turnaround because he really would. He would have scored on that play had he caught that fake uh, on, the, on the fake punt. But instead, it was a turnover on downs. Three plays later, again, that's the second straight time on a turnover. Three plays. This one, 31 yards. Only took 47 seconds. Capped off by Honer's fourth touchdown of the night. This one, a three-yarder. Weller to kick off again. Stadler and Denault. And then they pop it up on the right side. It's going to be taken by one of the up backs again. That's Carson Trippett. Actually, they're going to take that back. It's Stadler who's going to move up in the line. And he will return it to about the 32-yard line. That's where Watertown will start first and 10. Manasha leads 35-14. Yeah, now if you're Watertown, this is... Almost a you-must-score type of situation. They've got to be able to drive the length of the field here. Get something else going. Receivers split to each side for Dylan Fagerlid. Works to the near side. He's going to throw a little bit too high for his receiver on the near side. Looking for Corey Stoss. So it'll be second down and 10. And inserting at running back right now, Dylan Sipple for Watertown. Sipple is a 5'7 freshman. Wow. Again, you don't see freshmen play at the varsity level, really. No, you don't. It, it, you know, especially in divisions two and one. The one, in, the one in this area that I can think of, the West Appear quarterback, yes. starting quarterback is a freshman. But you know what happens, but yeah. you know, Sipple's having to be directed in where he's supposed to go. <laughs> Fagerlin saying, no, this way. Fagerlin's going to throw. He got hammered. Oh. The ball is loose. It's going to be picked up on the far side by Manasha. They're going to wave that off as an incomplete pass. As Fagerlin stepped into that big rush by the whole middle of the Manasha defensive line. Well, what happened on that play was Fagerlin, as you said before the play, was telling the freshman Sipple, the new running back, he was on his right side, and he moved him to his left side. And so the Manasha lineman knew that happened. And had a clear shot of him, guess where? On the right side over there. Well, it's going to be third down and 10, and if you're a Watertown fan, you're glad that Fagelin got up there. Yeah, that was a big hit. And you're lucky it wasn't an interception. That ball was up in the air for a little bit. 
Four wide receivers. Fagerland on the near side. He's going to throw it incomplete, and it was dropped coming up on the near side by Corey Stoss, and that was called a business decision right there. He had the was, alligator arms. He was going to get leveled. He heard footsteps. He didn't get hit. You know, usually you're going to get hit anyway. They always say make the catch. I believe that was Zerpel who was right there shadowing him the entire way. He, if he would have caught that, he would have been nailed. Fourth and ten. Gosling's going to go for it here. Late third quarter, trailing 35-14. Sipple stands to the right of Fagerland. Play fake. He's going to throw up over the middle, and he's going to throw it, and it's dropped again. Evan Pauly, the freshman, split the seam, and he had a long way to run. Instead, Manash will have it on a short field. Mm. Now he has two straight passes that were right there. I mean, he's throwing some good footballs here tonight. His receivers just aren't catching him. At least the last couple of series, that's the way it's been. And now great field position once again as they start on the 32. So they started on the 33, the 31, they start here the 32. It looks like uh, the trainer's gonna come out. Do we have an injured player? I think actually the trainer is going to run across the field or there's some on the Menasha side because somebody in Watertown needs some attendance. So there she goes and here we go. Looks like it's Honer in the backfield again. You're gonna stay with that single. Oh, Zeinert's in there. Honer's gonna dot the eye with 3.01 left here in the third quarter. Leading by 21 points. Zeinert, hands off to Honer, right side, turns it upfield, 30 down to the 28 yard line. He was tackled on the play by Jacob Krogan. It'll be second down and about five. And Manasha just wearing down Watertown, I think. Yeah, they just, they're doing what Menasha does. This is just a bruising running offense. They'll run you down, especially when you give them the football three times now, three turnovers in this half, in this Zerp quarter. Zerpel in the backfield this time. They'll hand off to Zerpel, trying to get the left side. He's got the 30, turns it upfield, down to the 25-yard line, tackled by Alex Noctegal, Jr. It'll be third down. As the clock winds, going to wind below the two-minute mark here at the next snap of the football. Wholesale substitutions for Manasha. They made a hockey line change there, <laughs> including uh, Honer on third and about three. Yeah, Zeiner comes out, so this will be a direct snap. So they're going to run the single wing again with Honer. They have a pass out of the single wing, I wonder. I've seen it. Not very many times, but Honer going to run the option to the near side, and he will turn it upfield, break a tackle. Honer's got the 20, the 15, the 10, down to the five-yard line. A tackle made by Stadler and Stas. It'll be first and goal, but there's a hanky on the turf. Oh, boy. At the 21-yard line, it's coming back. Walking back. Holding on Manasha. Oh. Only their second penalty of the game but it wipes out a 20-yard pickup by Honer. Maybe 10 from the spot of the foul, see where it happened. See just how far it really turns out to be as far as the penalty yardage here. 
So instead of being on the five, they're out on the 31 yard line. Wow. So it'll be third and nine. And they'll run back in with the quarterback, Zeinert, also Mua. We talked about that earlier. That has really plagued this Jays football team all season long. They, they've been in double digits for penalties in many games. Manashi probably want to get in the hands of number two here on third and long. Running back is Honer. He'll stand to the right of Zeinert. Romnick and Mua wide to the right on the near side. They're going to throw. Looks to the left side. He's going to heave it up for Romnick, and Romnick went and took it away from Mua, and he's going to catch it at the 21-yard line. That'll be enough for a Manasha first down. I think they was trying to throw that to Mua, who turned <laughs> on the out pad, and Romnick went and got it and moved the chains. Yeah, they got oh. kind of lucky there. They weren't I, sure who was supposed to catch that football. Luckily, somebody did. Routes don't usually go within three feet of each other. Yeah. Somebody ran the wrong route there, but it worked I'm, out for the Blue Jays. I'm going to guess it might have been Romnick that ran the, the – because he was looking to the sideline right before that snap. I know he, he has to check with the ref too, but he was looking to the coaches as oh. to what to do. Horner stands behind Zeinert. Receivers split to the left. Hand off to Horner, right side. He's going to get stood up at the line of scrimmage right there by Clayton Coppett. And it'll be second down with 20 seconds left here in the quarter. And let's see if Manasha lets it run out. It looks like they will. We are going to go to the fourth quarter here this level one division two playoff game. Manasha 35. Watertown 14 on HBY. Thank wow. you so much, Alex. And Hartford, I guess, manipulation of the brackets of the seating meeting is working out for them because they did not want to face Watertown or Beaver Dam in the first round. They're old, the Wisconsin Little Ten rivals, so they pushed up West Bend East, and I guess it's paying off. Mm. Well, because they wanted nothing to do with Watertown. Hartford did not, so they, they kind of worked it and ended up being a tie, and they had to flip a coin for that sixth seed. In Hartford won, or West wow. Bend East won. Well, congratulations. You get Manasha now in a sense. Yes. <laughs> Possibly. The way this one's going. 35-14 as they jump around here in Manasha. Big score there. Wrightstown getting beat. Yes. Not final yet, but that's uh, pretty surprising. Happens every year. There's happens a all couple the time. other there's, there's interesting, uh, inter interesting games around the state as well, Joe. I was going to say there's one game I was looking for an update on. Marquezan and Darlington. Darlington has been to the last four Division four or division of six state championships. They lost their first four games, had to win, win out to make the playoffs. Oh, okay. There, I was wondering why. Did you hear that? They, they, what, you can explain what they they did. Well, uh, we just had a coach from Manasha come into the to the booth here. Uh, we got a little bit of a delay in the game here, and the delay is because they have to call EMS in they have to call in an ambulance for uh, one of the players on Watertown and so we will have a delay in the game here to start quarter number four we just hope hope the best for whoever it is that is involved but this could be a lengthy delay because they have to wait for the ambulance to get here you know you know they we, you, know, you don't want to mention a Goodman kind of got taken off he walked off under his own power before and if you can see what's going on over there yeah. but uh, you don't want to speculate on who it might be because you know that that was a little while ago and, and they're just going to wait and, and see what happens Let's see if i can get a little clearer shot i got binoculars they're not the greatest in the world but you know the trainers are all huddled around somebody over there he's sitting up so i don't think it's anything real serious but anytime you have to call in an ambulance, 
there is some seriousness to it. You know, in the old days, they used to always have to have an ambulance on site, and things have changed over the years. Especially for a playoff game, usually. I, with I with budgets and things would. like that. You know, but obviously you have such... Oh, you know what? It looks like he, it is It is Clayton Goodman. He's walking. It looks like it's his right arm. That That's what I think is wrapped up right there. Okay, yep, I see it. See, I mean, he, he's walking off, so when they were trying, you know, we couldn't figure out what was wrong with him before, and he is walking out under full power, so tough kid there if it's an arm injury and either yeah. he has a broken arm of some capacity or you never want to speculate or, sh or something, but he he's, uh, almost has a jog to the ambulance. He, he looked back, gave the thumbs up to, to his teammates. He's actually going to meet, they're actually going to keep playing, and he's actually going to meet the ambulance out on the... Uh, you can hear the sirens Yeah, coming. it's like he's going to meet the uh, EMS out at the street. You see that? Yeah. He's still walking. That's, Tough that's kid. A really good thing. But obviously. Actually, he just got into a car. He just went and sat in somebody's minivan. Well, I heard some sirens. So I wonder if he's just going to go on his own or what. But uh, yeah, here comes the uh, fire truck. So uh, now he's going to. You can see, see, see he's got into a car over there and his, yeah. they're, they're like they're leaving. Taking him. Where are they taking him? Well, maybe that's mom and dad. for who it was. Maybe. Huh. Hey, Joe, all concessions here at Kohler Stadium are all sandwiches are a buck. I'll, I'll see you at the end of the third quarter or at the end of the fourth quarter. Huh? Oh, if they're listening, if you got us on in the, uh, if you have us on in the, in the, in the concession stand, if, if you don't sell all of your dollar sandwiches, you can gladly bring one up to the broadcast yeah. booth. I'm never going to turn down free food. Especially some of that Parker John's. Ooh, that's oh. good stuff. I was going to call you and ask you where I needed to eat before the game. That's a good place. I was to gonna go. have some time yeah. to go in Manasha, and uh, who's another good sponsor here? But I ended up uh, Stone Toad. Can't go wrong with Stone Toad. Yeah, I ended up uh, having to get something quick because some things we were doing on the pregame. But okay, the delay is looks like we're gonna be playing football again here pretty soon. And Let me guess, you just ran for the border? No, I did not. No, I stopped. Uh, I went to the I went to the arches, <laughs> the drive-through. <laughs> well, didn't have time. So for much playland, better though. than. <laughs> Well, cause see, here's the deal. The if you eat like tacos, you can't eat those in the car on the drive over, cause it gets messy. You can do soft shells, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's your name, young man? Bennett. Bennett. Are you a Blue Jays fan? Yeah. Well, say go Jays. Go Jays. There you go. Awesome, Bennett. <laughs> yeah. So you know that that makes the big thing when it comes to where. Uh, you know, where, you're, where you have to eat, because if you have to eat in the car on the way over, you, you know, tacos can get messy. And I'm in my wife's car today, <laughs> so if I left, uh, you know, lettuce on the floor. Uh -huh. No. Got to keep the wife happy for a yes. happy life. <laughs> We're still waiting. Well, you know, maybe there's somebody else over there on the sidelines that they're talking. You know, because Goodman went on his own, you're right, and I think there might be somebody else. Actually, Joe, now that we're looking at it, there's somebody else that they're, that they're, uh, that Watertown I can see, see, look behind the bench now. We yep. couldn't quite see, so there Over is there another play. Uh, so Goodman went on his own, and. So it wasn't for him. There are, yeah, no, there is another around. player that's down He's on the sideline. though, yes. so that's good. But there's about 10 people surrounding him, so can't catch a number. So unfortunately, mm. we, we obviously didn't notice that because uh, the way the players are all huddled and such, and they just were kind of standing around, and you're right, now you're looking where you have there is another young man that, that, that they're tending to that There's is on the sidelines. Some more sirens coming. I'm going to guess that will be an ambulance. First responders coming and are here already. 
Yeah, we still got we still got a whole quarter to play too. That's we the have thing. Uh, yeah, twelve minutes are on the clock here. And players. Well, you know what? They're going to have to take some time just yeah. to warm up. Alex Thomas, uh, we can take a, maybe take a break here, and if you have a scoreboard update, maybe you can give us an update on what is actually going on across the playoffs. We'll come back and give you an update on what's going here. It's uh, the start of the fourth quarter. It's thirty-five fourteen on your Papa Murphy scoreboard. Manasha leads Watertown. We'll be back in just a bit here on. HBY. Thank you very much, Gary. Looking double duty here tonight, uh, working over on the score and then coming over and finishing up on the WHBY broadcast. And again, we still have the long delay. Now all the uh, Watertown players just took a knee, and again, we can't identify the young man because it's in the it's back. It's not on the field. It's back behind the bench. They called EMS, and and it's 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 probably been 15 minutes now, Joe. Yeah, it's been at least 15, and they. They've laid out the stretcher, but they haven't put him on it just yet. You know, a lot of times you never want to speculate even with that because, you know, a lot of times, you know, it's precautionary. Yeah. But you just, you know, hope everything turns out all, all okay. All the players over there kneeling down for Watertown. I'll keep an eye on it and see if they lift him up. Can't see who it is just yet. By the way, that was, it, it is still Alex. That was Alex. Was it Alex? Yeah, that's still Alex. Alex, I apologize. You sound just like <laughs> Gary there. Yeah, Alex, he's doing a good job back there. Alex, don't hate me. <laughs> Alex, next time I try to go to get back home to Beaver Dam, Alex is going. Uh, <laughs> Alex, I, I was gonna say you're gonna take the you're gonna not let me in into the, across the Dodge County line next time, are you? <laughs> oh, you sound you, you did your best, Gary, Berluski. Gary <laughs> yeah. Impression there. That's like I was at the Horicon Marsh Museum yesterday. There's a guy that sounded just like Morgan Freeman. Oh boy! I know. I'm like, I don't think they had the budget to have Morgan Freeman do their <laughs> their voiceover work. What doesn't Morgan Freeman voiceover? You know. So we, again, we have a long delay here. We still have a quarter of football to play. Well, the player has gotten up and on his own power, he got onto the stretcher. He doesn't have a, his jersey on anymore, so I'm not sure who it is, but he got on his own. He stood up and laid down on the stretcher. Which is always a relief. Yes. And again, a team that already dealing with a lot of injuries coming into this playoff game and a lot of youth. We talked about the youth. But. So the future is bright for this for this program that's made the playoffs the last several years. Made it to level two last year. Lost a lot of players, but made it back despite the under 500 record. This is the seventh straight year that uh, Benji Camera squad. They're going to give the teams a little bit of time to stretch out again here and loosen up. Here with 12 minutes on the clock. Probably give them, uh, I don't know how long they're going to give them to, to work out here. Probably five minutes or so to, to work things out. And a standing ovation from both benches. You never want to see that.
You saw Clayton Good. We mentioned the running back uh, walk out, and he looked like he injured what it ended up being an arm injury of some capacity for Watertown. He got up and basically ran to what must have been his parents' car, and they took off right as the EMS was showing up. And then uh, and there's another player that we didn't couldn't see because of the way that they, they were situated back on the track, almost behind the bench. And now the team's getting a chance to to warm up a little bit. Did you get any update, Joe? I'm told it was a, a player, but not a suited player. Oh, was it not a suited player? That's what the Watertown coaches just told me. So it was a player, but not a suited player. So it was nobody that actually was. So it was obviously, it was Something some sort of a health issue. It. Okay. Yeah. Let's hope, hope the, the young man is okay. Hmm. It is 35-14 here, Manasha. This game was a... 21-14 game at the break. You know, it's still relatively warm out here, so it's not like if it was if it was level <laughs> three where temperatures are in the 40s. Or, or, or like the last two Fridays where it's yes. been just a soaking yes. of a game. Shouldn't take them too long to get warmed up here. Yeah. It looks like the referee just blew the whistle and said, I think we're ready to play some football here. When we start, it'll be, what, second and ten on the 21 for Menasha on the Watertown 21. Oh. Wow. Yeah, that's all you got to do in the playoffs. You know, foot, good, good football programs find ways, Joe. Yep. They are having a heck of a season in Wrightstown, and it continues next week. Wrightstown, one of those teams that might be on the radar for a game on one of the Woodward stations. We'll have to wait and see what, what shakes out again. We are under a delay here. It's probably been 15, 20 minutes since the third quarter ended. And it wasn't even for who we thought that it was. For. No. One of the better players on the Watertown team appeared to have had an arm injury, and he walked off into the parking lot into a car. So yeah, they got to go the length of the field too because of the quarter change. Manasha now will go right to left. Here we go. Let's play some football. All right. If we get an update on the injured player in any capacity, we will let you know. And uh, just as we are coming back, Touchdown. they got that going uh, before I was even looking up. Mua scores a touchdown from uh, 21 yards out. <laughs> Just like that. Wow. It's 42, 41 to 14. Joe, I was looking down, <laughs> and they snapped the football before I knew they were ready. That's great. That's how fast things can happen here. That's just the way things have gone here. Ever since that 7-0 lead for yes. Watertown, it has been all Blue Jays. They've taken advantage of yet another turnover. Extra point is good. 11.53 left here in the fourth quarter. It's 42-14 on your Papa Murphy scoreboard on HPY. Well, it's 42-14 here. Manasha looks like they're going to advance. That uh, could very well be the longest six-play drive ever, <laughs> time-wise, because of the delay. Six plays, 32 yards. Officially, 3.08 came off of the clock, but it took 
almost a half an hour because of the injury on the Watertown sideline. But six plays, 32 yards, capped off by the 21-yard reception by Mua. Extra point good. We sit 42-14 with 11.53 left. Kickoff coming. We have Stas and Denault, and they're going to kick it over to Stas on the near side at the 1. He's got the 5, the 10, the 15, weaves his way up to the 20, the 24-yard line, and that's where Watertown will start first and 10. Well, Manash has had it seven times, and they scored on six of them. Things have just been going their way ever since being down 7-0 early on in the game. Now we're going to have another delay here as it looks like they, uh, they're sending the trainer over to the Watertown side again. She's getting her exercise. Is that Anna? Anna Lindstedt is the trainer. She's going to go talk, talk to head coach Benji Kamrath on the sidelines. And he's going to direct her to a, a player that needed some medical attention. Four wides for Watertown. See what they got in that running back this time. They've been mixing it out. They're going to stay with the freshman out there. Sipple. Hand off the Sipple left side. He's going to cut it through. He's got some running with 30-35 up to the 38-yard line. Dylan Sipple, the freshman, will move the chains. A little ran with confidence right there. Yeah, 15-yard pickup. They'll wind the clock here. <laughs> I don't know why. I just looked over to my stat sheet. Wait a minute. This is his first game. <laughs> what am I looking for? Fagerlin's going to throw on the left side looking for Stoss, and he'll make the catch at the 40-yard line in water, I should say, in Menasha territory down to the 41, and that's where he'll make the catch. It's 42-14. Manasha leads, 21-14, game at the half, and it's been all Manasha in the second half. You know, if you're just joining us on your way home from your game, had a long delay here because of an injury to a non-suited-up Watertown player that delayed us about half an hour. And here we go. Four wide receivers for the Goslings, working from the Manasha. I guess we're going to call it the 36. And off the Sipple again, he's going to break one tackle, turns it upfield, and he'll get tackled at the 32-yard line. Tackle made by Luke Bosma. One of the linemen for Watertown now coming up with Gimpy. And he's going to hobble off. It'll be second down and six. The clock ticks That's at 10.45. Clayton Kopet, six-foot sophomore, limping off. Mm. Just one of those nights for, for Watertown. Fagerlin will get the play from Coach Kamrath. Four wide receivers split to each side. Sipple will stand to his left as he works out of the shotgun. Fagerlin looks to his left. Here comes the pressure. Down he goes. Fagerlin is going to get rocked and dropped by Josh Berman. Fagerlin comes up a little lame. Looks like he's shaking his left arm. Maybe hit the funny bone. They lost seven on that play, and again, another sack for Josh Berman. That kid has been 
Unbelievable this year. He's going to get to 20 sacks before the playoffs are done yeah. if they get a couple more games. Mm -hmm. Third and 13, Fagerlin's going to throw. Looks to his left. He's going to throw. He's got Denault open at the 25. He's going to spin through one tackle. That'll move the chains for the Goslings. That was Zerpel who made the tackle on the far side. Just going on memory there from where he was playing in the first half because of uh, not being able to read the Menasha numbers. Well, be first down. The Goslings aren't going to roll over in this one. No, a team like this, and hey, you got one quarter left to play. May look out of hand, but you can't act like that. Trips to the near side for the Goslings. Sipple stands to Fagerlin's right. Play fake. They're going to throw to Hayden. He'll make the catch at the 25, and he's going to put his head down to about the 18-yard line. Tackle for Manasha was made by Luca Bosma again. Nelson as well. It'll be second down. We'll call it five. Now they're starting to move the football a little bit. Nice. Nice combination of the rushing and the passing on this St drive. Sass, Hayden, and Denault wide to the left. Over to Denault. He'll make the catch, and he gets tackled at about the 15-yard line. Going to be near first down yardage, depending on the spot as he got pushed back. I think they're going to be a little bit short. Third and about a foot. Clock continues to wind here, 8.38 left. In the fourth quarter. Three wides to the near side. They'll mark it at the 15-yard line. Sipple stands to the left of Fagerlin. Stoss, the lone wide receiver to the far side. Here's Fagerlin. Play fake. Left side, pump fake. Flush to the left side. He's going to slide down and get the first down. That's close. He started that slide maybe a little too early. He had plenty of room to run. Yeah, and he now, did. You know what? The change we're going to move, and the official said, hold on a minute. Yeah. I think is. Uh, no, they're starting to move them. Yeah, they're going to move the chains. Just barely, though. Boy, that was a dangerous <laughs> slide, if ever there was a, a dangerous slide to do, because he almost didn't get the first down. So it'll be first down at the... Going to mark it at the 14. Faglin looks over at the Watertown bench. Sipple stands to his left. Going to hand off to Sipple on the right side, and he gets pulled down again by Clincy in the backfield. And nobody touched Tomarcio. He broke through. He's done that a couple of times here tonight. Wrapped up the freshman, and again, just threw him down like it all. Loss of five. Second down and 15. They'll put Denault. Right when I was getting ready to say, <laughs> hey, this Dylan Sipple kid, he, he's showing some moves on this drive. This freshman, first playing time here on, on varsity. And then he gets knocked down for a five-yard loss. Four wides for the Goslings again. Second down and 15 from the 19-yard line of Manasha. Manasha comfortably in front in this one. Clock winds midway through the quarter. Fagerlin the right side. He's going to tuck it down. He's going to get flushed to the outside. Dylan Fagerlin's going to turn the corner at the 15-yard line. Dives back near the 15-yard line. It'll be third to about 11. Clincy again with the tackle as we sit at the 644 mark. And again, that was a dangerous slide because he had guys coming from behind and kind of jerked his neck forward a little bit. 
Four wides again. Third and 11 from the 15-yard line of Menasha. Fagerlin will have Sipple standing to his right on the near hash. Fagerlin will look to his left all the way, looking for Stoss. Now he's going to go up over the top to Denault. He'll make the catch inside the one-yard line, and he powers his way into the end zone. Touchdown, Watertown. Denault is third touchdown catch of the night. That one went for 15 yards. That capped off a very impressive drive. Great mixture of running the ball and passing the ball. Remember, they started on their own 23-yard line, and they just marched down the field on this Menasha defense. Watertown's going to have some weapons next season. They just have to find out the quarterback. Extra point is pending. Extra point is good. 6-12 left. Papa Murphy scoreboard. Manasha 42, Watertown 14 on HBY. 42-21 here as we sit at the 6-12 mark. Maybe see an onside kick here from Watertown. It's fun having people stop up in the broadcast booth tonight, Joe. Yeah, that was really neat. A couple Especially times. trying to pass the time whenever we had the, the long injury delay. And so talking with some of the crowd. You can saw my son Tyler. I don't know where he ran. Is that Tyler, that was your son that came up. My son, yeah, he's home from uh, school from UW Milwaukee. What, is he, what is he studying at UW Milwaukee? He's going to be a meteorologist. Oh, I kind of, yeah. I had weather and climate at UW Oshkosh, and I, I kind of wish I could. You know, meteorology, it's got to be a fun business to be in. You don't have to be right all the time. You can just. <laughs> You know, predict the weather. Is he going to be a TV guy or like work for the National Weather Service? He's going to be Jim Cantori? He, well, he would love to do that, but I'm thinking probably just the regular National Weather Service. Yeah, he loves it. He's having a good time his first couple of months. It's weird when you have one go away, though, I tell you, and then come back. And Here comes the onside kick, and they got a good bounce. It's going to be scooped up on the right side by the Menasha Blue Jays heading down the sidelines. That uh, sir. That's just Narrows. Yeah, okay. Picked it up, and he nearly took that one. He had a seam to the end zone. He got a, at first, Manasha thought they were going to get a bad bounce, and Watertown was going to have a chance, and it popped right up to, to the Blue Jays, and they will have it at the 30 yard line. So, this is the fifth time that they've had the football in this half. Four of the times they started 33, 31, 32, and now 30 of Watertown. Cisneros, and it looks like. Here we go. Again, they're running the single wing again. Is that Honer again? That's Zerpel. Zerpel. Zerpel on the right side. Going to turn it upfield, and Zerpel's going to gain a few yards and get tackled. Pyrick. Zerpel's going to stay in for the Blue Jays. And clock winding down. It's 42-21 with 5.38 left. Your Papa Murphy scoreboard. With the Play It Again Sports radio replay at the end of this one. Well, they scored twice from 24 out. Can they do it three times? Zerpel in the single wing. Go right up the middle, and he is going to turn little something into nothing. Flag on the play. Had nothing and just spun off the pile and fell forward for a couple of yards, but let's see what the hanky's for. It'll be a hold on a Manasha, it looks like. Mm. 
a 10-yard penalty. Only their third of the night, though. We talked about that earlier. That's <laughs> yeah, Coach Cork will take that. Only have three. That has really been a troublesome spot for them this year. So they'll mark the penalty off. Back to the 32-yard line of Watertown. And they'll wind the clock. Here Ash and I just want to... Honer's going to bring the play. And he's got, what, four touchdowns he's tonight? Got four tonight, yep. Yes, he does from oh. 1, 10, 24, and 3. Honer's going to work the single wing again from the 32-yard line. Jake Honer, right side, patient, cuts it up. Honer's going to pop out the back side. He's got down to about the 24-yard line. Krogan on the tackle. He's looking for the Al Bundy fifth touchdown of the day. <laughs> what, what high school did Al Bundy score five touchdowns for back in the Chicagoland area in the 60s? Boy. I should know that. Give it up. Polkai. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I, I did know that. One of the greatest high school players in the history of uh, the Chicagoland area was Al Bundy. Third and four here. Clock winding down midway through the fourth quarter. Manasha comfortably in front. Looks like that's still Honer out there. We're at that point of the broadcast now. We're yes. talking about Al Bundy. Honer going to keep it himself, and he runs into his lineman and getting another flag on the play. I think that was Zerple, my bad. Again, coming in the area of holding again. Clock continues to wind at 3.52. Another one on Menasha, right when I start talking about how little they had. Now <laughs> back to back. Another hold. And they actually decline this one, so it'll be fourth down. Yeah, Watertown wants the football back, so. Yeah. Now they're going to bring in the package of Zeinert, Romnick, and Honer, along with Mua. Fourth down, we'll call it Six from the Watertown 26-yard line. Receiver split to each side. Honer, the lone running back, behind Zeinert. Play fake. Zeinert right side. He's got a man wide open coming off on the far side inside the 10-yard line and near the end zone. And they're going to say the young man is down inside the one. I think that was Reese Reset. Yep. Finally caught one. He dropped a couple yeah. earlier today <laughs> on that same play. Oh, boy, and what a play, too. It was a great play action fake you had the thing is though you have a left-handed quarterback rolling out to the right not the easiest pass to make but he was wide open 23 yard pickup first and goal on a one they'll keep honer in there i think they'll run the single wing one more time Ziner's going to get back on the field now mark at the far hash at the one yard line looking to our left Zeinert's going to line up under center. He's going to keep it himself, and he's just going to push his way into the end zone for the Menasha touchdown. touchdown. The cherry on top of the Sunday for the Blue Jays right there. It's 48-21. And again, all set up by that fourth down, 23-yard pickup on the rollout to the right. Setting up a 
the easy quarterback sneak. The one yard touchdown plunge. Extra point pending. The extra point is good. 49-21 on your Papa Murphy scoreboard coming back on HBY. 49-21, Menasha leads Watertown. They're going to advance to play Hartford the next week right here at Calder Stadium. The two and the three seeds, I guess, if you will. For Coach Corthy, happy with what you saw from the Blue Jays here today. You know, they gave up that touchdown drive on that first possession, and after that, you kind of made some adjustments, and, and it got a little harder for Watertown. Some big fourth down conversions, one by penalty, one by a diving catch from Mua that kind of helped uh, bust open a close game. And again, they score on good field position to start. Remember after the onside kick, they started that on the 30-yard line, took four plays, went 30 yards, took 312 off of the clock, and capped off by the one-yard touchdown run by Zeinert. And that's where we sit, 49-21 with 2.54 left. Stas and Denault. Back to return the kick. Denault's going to watch that thing sail over his head into the end zone, and that's where I guess we'll move it out to the 20-yard line for Watertown with a 2.54 left here. And one of the most dynamic passing combinations in the state of Wisconsin, Dylan Fagerland and Ryan Hayden. Maybe their last series high school football, both of them will go on and play college football. Again, we mentioned Hayden's going to play. He's committed to the Air Force Academy out in Colorado Springs. Fagerland's got... They're in action tonight. I think Air Force plays Are they tonight. playing tonight? One of the college football Friday night games. See I believe so. See the Badgers playing on a Friday night again next year? Is it? Are they? Oh. Left side. Fagerland's going to throw up over the top. Denault, did he make the catch? I don't think he did. Nope. It'll be second down. They'll play, I believe, they're going to play on the 31st of August next year on a Friday night. What's your opinion on that? I think it's terrible. Yeah. Absolutely terrible. No reason. You know, Michigan and uh, Penn State, or Penn State's got a game next year. Michigan and Ohio State are refusing to play on Friday night, saying that's for the high schools. Good. Good for them. Penn State's doing one on the road this next year. I think Nebraska, too. I don't know if they're playing or not next year. Second down and 10 from the 20-yard line. Four wide receivers for Watertown. Going to hand off to Sipple, and he is going to get dragged down at the 20-yard line. That's Berman with the tackle. Yeah, you're updating the second quarter, Nevada 17, Air Force 14. People have been, uh, you know, the only person that would be interested in that score around here is someone who had a few pizzas on it, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, put a gallon of milk on it. I lost two gallons of milk on Sunday. Did you really? On, um, for the Packers? No, I'm a Chiefs fan. Oh. And I do not like the Steelers, and I have some Steeler fans. So, sorry, friends. sorry about last night, Joe. Yeah, last night wasn't very good either. <laughs> they won the game two times. Oh. Here's Fagerlin going to throw on third and nine. He's going to chuck it long for Hayden into double coverage, and that's going to drift out of bounds into the Menasha bench. It'll be fourth down, and see if they bring in the punt team. No, they're going to they're go for it, obviously, and adds this clock. Sits at 2.04 left, 49.21. And if you're just joining us on your way home from your high school game, we did have a long delay, about 30 minutes in this one. A non-suited-up Watertown player. They ended up having to call the EMS in after the third period. So we had a long delay here today, but hopefully the young man's okay. Looks like Watertown will punt, actually. Kajowski. 
Punt's going to land right on the 50-yard line, and it'll be downed at the 49-yard line by Watertown's Thomas Smith. See if Menasha just genuflects a few times here and moves on to the next round. Fans have been getting up and a beautiful night for high school football here tonight. Level one of the postseason. Oh, it's been gorgeous. This is phenomenal. Enjoy it. It's supposed to cool off and get a little rainy for the Packer game on Sunday. Bring your poncho. I will be watching from my living room. <laughs> Did that for 22 years. You don't up go to Lambo. I know I used to cover yeah. the games. Yeah, and yeah, I saw you up there all the time. My former life. Got some reserves in for the Blue Jays here. We'll get those for you in a second. Hey, look who's in a quarterback. I'll let you. You want to do the play-by-play -play for the last few minutes here? They're going to hand off on the near side to Brad Rohr and Duncan Dodderwick. Who? Who? Who is that number 10? That would be your son, right? Uh, yes. See yeah. The, yeah, I see the happy face on the proud papa <laughs> smile. He is a, what do they have him listed as? I don't even know. 6'2", 168. Junior. I've known him since he was <laughs> since he was born. <laughs> since right? he was 62 inches. Since he was six inches. Second down and nine. Dodderwick under center. No, he's now he's going to come out. He's going to shotgun and trying to make. I was trying to make it more dramatic for you, Joe. <laughs> High snap again. Handoff on the right side too. I think that's Roar again, and he got stood up by Isaac Bowman. And it'll be third down with one minute. Let's just try. I was gonna make it dramatic. I was gonna make it like dramatic, like like Dodderwick drops back to pass, and you, you ruined it for me. Thing is, I just heard the PA guy. He, I even know the guy, and he still says the name wrong. What did he say? He says Dodderwich. Like it, it looks like you, you can go over there and tell him that if you want. <laughs> hey Rizzo. <laughs> uh, third and nine. Dodderwick will work out of the sh the shotgun. Roar stands behind. This might be the final snap. It will be the final snap of the game, and they're going to hand it off to the up back. That is going to be the Josh Zwerg yep, with Zwerg. the carry, and that's going to do it. It's going to be a final score here from Menasha. The Blue Jays advance on your pop. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.